Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. The last boxing anything we discussed was the first Canelo Triple G. Which and Triple G you, won. You were just totally confused that, you know, it wasn't, you know, unanimously, you know, Triple G victory. He won! And he I, won that and fight! I told you, I remember, I recall this, I told you that Canelo was masterful and your head exploded. You couldn't handle that you couldn't process that he was he was a master at his craft it was he, clear that he had so much in his arsenal did, did we see it, the same fight he got beaten up the in, like almost the entire fight no one thinks that canelo won that fight people say he may have won the second fight which i'll give you now they may fight for a third time potentially but the problem yeah. is, Canelo, I don't know if you're aware of this, Canelo's going up to cruiserweight. No, not aware of it, but I I did watch that first fight, and I thought he he displayed so much control. Right, but, you know, it's it's irresistible force, immovable object kind of a vibe. Let me say something. You have always been thoughtful about boxing, and that actually is part of the questions. Look, I've written up questions. I've researched, dude. I've taken this seriously. Show me your notes. Oh, they're great. They're great. Look at them. Look at them. Look at them. Todd Turnham. Look at Oh, my gosh. You can read that. Yeah, no, I... But you've always I, I, I just read your notes and I still have no idea <laughs> what we're in for or what we're doing. You okay, I'm gonna say this. You um uh you've always been thoughtful about about boxing. Because I, I remember when you and I first met, which is where we're gonna circle back to in a second, but when you and I first met, it was a foreman Tommy Morrison time. And they fought, and I remember you said to me. Like, after they fought, like, we talked about it, then they fought, and then we saw each other at a show, uh, like, a week later, and you came up to me, and I'll do that was some great boxing. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? Like, what's he... And then later, years later, like, probably five years later, I wrote you an email. And I was like, dude, what were you talking about that one night, about that being great boxing? And you wrote me two solid paragraphs explaining the gravitas of that event and why it was important that Tommy Morrison fought the way that he fought. Every woman thought because he had no chin that Foreman was going to knock him out. Yet Tommy Morrison boxed, and I've always that I, that's always sort of stuck with me about about you. Your your thoughtfulness. That's interesting. <laughs> um, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> um, I, I I do remember. Um, 
I do remember, uh, you know, celebrating uh, George's victory uh, when he won the title back. Moore. When it, when Michael Moore. Yeah. Uh, and I, at that time, for some reason, I was so excited about that. I was too. Um, yeah, I... I uh, I reacted it like I don't know. I just I was. Well, he got totally beat up the whole fight. That he won. I don't know. Maybe it was just um, I, I. I can't recall like why it was so special or meaningful at that time. But like I really felt like it was. So yeah, I, I guess I was invested in boxing. Um, you know, but that's gone. I don't. I don't know who's in it or what's happening or. Well, here. Okay, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Now, and you're, you probably aren't surprised by this, there is, like right now, there's boxing on on YouTube from a DAZN show. I don't know, if you, you've heard of DAZN. Like, you know what? No. no. DAZN, okay, so everything is platforms now. So it's DAZN, ESPN+, and then like there's Fight TV, and that's kind of coming up. And then there's, there's still traditional Showtime and Showtime pay-per-view, but... um. This all sounds terrible. Oh, well, How no. Do you... Yeah, it, that's the problem. What you're, what you're going to say is the problem. The, here's how you keep up. You go to Fight News and you pick one or two podcasts to listen to, and that's how you stay up. But you can't watch yeah. everything. Yeah. It's yeah, impossible. And I, I, don't, I don't think I want to. I, I, I see it differently, I think. You really? Know, why, though? Uh, why? 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 Like, 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 you mean, like, see it differently from how, like, it's not like how it was when it was just HBO and Showtime and we knew where to go to get our content? Well, I just think the, I, you know, impact that it, it had, you know, in, like, historical kind of purposes, like, how it was so uplifting and it changed lives and it changed perceptions and it, you know, it did so much before. And it's hard for me to see all of those upside things when I think I'm just probably more sensitive to the potential damage that, that people are subjecting themselves to that kind of thing. So yeah. you didn't used to see that back like watching when back in the early nineties when you and I were talking about all this stuff. You didn't you didn't No, it was it was no, you know, it was like um it was amazing stories and you know there was you know, back then it just wasn't so far removed from, you know, like these all time greats and these amazing stories and you know, it just was Fresh, I think. So it was like romanticized and, and for good reason, you know. Well, you might you might have, considering this, you might have, I don't know if a problem is the word, but like you know about the YouTube fighters like the Jake Pauls and, and the Logan Pauls and fighting Floyd Mayweather. And, and, yeah. and I mean, that is, you know, and, and hey, the Paul brothers are taking the sport seriously. They're training with real people. Like it's, but... It's all a circus, but I think that anybody that knows boxing in any way knows the difference between Jake Paul versus Floyd Mayweather, and you have, like, for instance, uh, last weekend, Devin, Devin Haney taking on Jojo Diaz, which was, like, a major fight, or the recent big upset, George Cambosis beating Teofimo Lopez, which those names Ooh. probably mean who nothing. Who are you talking about? Yeah. I have no clue who you're even talking about. Um, okay. and, and if it's like if it's a celebrity boxing thing, I, I might be better, actually. I, I was invested. 
I watched like Floyd prime of his career. You know, I watched him have these fights and felt um, ripped off somehow. Now I totally appreciate this guy's ability to not be hit. Okay. But, but I hated it. It just wasn't, you know, didn't seem like a fight. It was like, um, he was so good that, um, you know, like even Canelo couldn't really kind of penetrate and make it a fight. You know, he was never. Oh no, Canelo was never in it. Right. And so I just, I was like, this is terrible. And I think that was really how, you know, it was easy to like separate and stop paying attention because like this guy's clearly the best. Nobody fights the way that he does. And he's an all time great for sure. So you never got caught up in the idea of, hey, he could maybe lose this fight or he could maybe like, like, or you just clearly saw, hey, he's the best and this is all going to be kind of boring and handpicked opponents and there's no point. It, it was boring. You know, his fights were... Come on! It's artful! Boring. It's skill! It's... Well, no, yeah. I, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I appreciate that. But, like, paying for it, I will not. So, for some reason, you know, I'd, I'd rather see blood and guts and, like, two guys that aren't as skilled have a more even fight because then... There's just a, you're seeing so much more a Gotti Ward type of situation. Mickey Mickey Ward. Well, there, there's nothing better than that, right? right like right. that's that's yeah. So yeah, of course I'd rather see that. Okay, now now I'm gonna start dialing this back a little bit, and we're gonna move to the hardcore a little bit. One of the last times we saw each other was at a um, like like Outspoken was playing with like one of their singers. It wasn't John, and then no, it was the New Age thing at. Uh, at or the amp. No, no, but no, but this was before that. Before that, we hadn't seen each other in a while, and like it was youth of today was headlining, and you looked different, and I didn't recognize you. Yes, at the glass house, and you were you were yelling things, funny things, and I didn't recognize you. So I talked to you a little bit, but you looked different, and then later you told Andrew. Like, hey, I saw Evan and he didn't recognize me and I just laughed and that's when I realized, wait, that was that was Todd. <laughs> yelling things for you to observe? Or well, you were yelling things you? about like, this would be better if Ice was playing. Like, it was all just like oh. funny like stuff. And I looked at you and you were like, you had kind of a gleam in your eyes, but you just looked different. Plus, you may have been clean shaven, which... Maybe it wasn't you, but it had to have been. It happens. It does happen sometimes. Um, yeah, of course I would yell at you. <laughs> Recognize me? I mean, are you kidding? I'm, I was surprised I wasn't like blasting ice lyrics. You know? Well, which goes to my next, which goes to what is actually the first question. When, okay, I've known you for a while. And we talked and all this stuff. And then there was a show in Long Beach with 108. They were headlining Mean Season and Strife. I walked in and you were playing guitar. And I was like, that guy plays guitar and he's in Strife now? And I was like, kind of, I've always wondered, why weren't you always the guy? It seemed like they always knew you. So how did that happen? How did getting into Strife happen? Oh, well, they didn't. I knew Chad first before Chad knew anybody else in the band. Okay. And then... 
in high school, I was a little rambunctious and didn't really know how to put my best foot forward. So, <laughs> so I ended up going to a a boarding school actually for my second year of high school, and that's when the band started to the guys, you know, met each other and like so. I went to a, a very rustic boarding school for one year. It didn't curb my rambunctiousness. So what was that school like for a second year? You like, know what they said? Sorry. What was that school like? Like, like, I mean, can you describe kind of like, were you, so you're, you're away from home or is, is it like the facts of life? Like, I mean, what are we like? No, or, there's no, no Tootie, no Mrs. Garrett. No, no. No, no Joe. It was, um, it was, it was so rustic that um, if you wanted to heat water, you had to start a fire in basically these areas where, so we called them shower fires, but really they were water tanks built around stoves. Oh, wow. Large stoves. You heat your room, you have a stove in your room. So think, uh, you know, mountain cabins, and that's it. Nothing else. Um, college preparatory vibe. So, uh, founded by Paul Squibb, who ended up being like a pharmaceutical giant that happened in like 1932 and the school largely is the same. So, um, oh, wow. You know, it was, yeah, it was like when you go there, I mean, I have no, I don't know how much it's evolved. I think it's evolved into some, you know, something even more special as like the curriculum and focus is, is, um, is changed to sustainability and, and in farming and different things like that, which they didn't have when I went, but, but, um, you needed an ax, you needed steel toe boots. You were, you know, you could be making a fire and it could be your responsibility to make warm water for, you know, a, a uh, quad or your area where you lived in school which was cabins was that by design so, kind of like an outdoor bound sort of school experience or no not exactly no it was it was very strong on, on uh, education and the curriculum and that uh, i think that part of um that rustic part of it was like you know, stripping away um or not attaching things that are distractions, right? So it was a really helpful thing for me. Like I know that I learned the most. I think that was really the best um, educate, like high school education year that I had I, I, for, for sure. Uh, you know, the, the school size students were, it was like 80, we were like 80 students and you had responsibilities. And like, so it was a, it was, it was a way to grow up, you know, it was like, that cliche thing of separating wants and needs and like, you know, real sense of community. And so there were so many positive takeaways that they just didn't want to change it back then. And, and that was, that was not something I had, you know, like I came back a different person. And so that was uh, in a good way. And but did you say that, that they like, didn't want you back for a second year or you chose not like, right. Like <laughs> yeah. I remember the conversation that I said, at this time of the year, we typically invite, you know, I, I should have been expelled, right? Like, 
that and that's the truth is that I um entertain myself in you know different ways I guess and so you know explosions might be funny right like yeah. especially around the uh, shower fires I'm sure I'm sure that they love that I'm sure that they uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I mean there was like stuff burned yeah I mean for fun I mean you're you know you're going to school by the way six days a week right so Monday through Saturday you're starting you're just so engaged there that when you're when you have that time away um I don't know. You don't. You don't want to just stare at the wall or squander it. I mean, there's so much to do. Truthfully, hiking and like they had so much. They offer so much. It was a really great experience. But really, they they said that's enough of you. You know, maybe maybe off. You know, off interview, I'll tell you some of the stuff I did. But um, but you know, that's it. It's hard to think about and not feel terribly guilty about you know um, the pranks or whatever I I pulled on some people there. So then you knew Chad, and so you knew Chad like from elementary school, or you knew Chad no, from freshman year of high school. Gotcha. And that didn't go so well, so that's I left from the second year of school. And when I came back, Chad was, I mean, when I left, he was like Led Zeppelin T-shirt, just got a guitar. I don't think he knew how to play anything, and um, wanted to learn. Came back, and he he was the guy that was like, I'm listening to this. Check this out. You know, here's some different stuff. And that was and it, like what, like what kind of bands at that time? Because you and I are like the same age, so I'm trying to figure out if oh, were we listening to that at the same time? Well, I think I got you know at that school, I got a little taste for some stuff pre-chat. I would say there was a guy there, um, Peter, um, and he was a senior at the school, and he had um, seven seconds. He had like Agent Orange. He had like, you know, there was some different stuff that I hadn't heard, you know. And so I started I started listening to different stuff there. But then when I got back, I, I had no idea there was a scene. I didn't know how you act, like the access, how you got involved or any, I had no idea. <laughs>